Welcome to Global Journalist. I'm Brendan Hall, and this is a program for journalists, by journalists, and about journalists. In this three-part series, we will hear from reporters about what it is like to cover a tiny but menacing subject, a virus. In this episode, Global Journalist Catherine Finnerty interviewed a Voice of America reporter who continued his coverage of COVID-19 while self-quarantined in Beijing. On February 1st, Yibing Feng began a 14-day self-quarantine in his Beijing apartment after celebrating the Lunar New Year. The Voice of America reporter was worried he might have come in contact with COVID-19, more commonly known as coronavirus, during a holiday visit to his family. Feng understood the risks better than most people did that early in the outbreak. 17 years ago, he reported on SARS, another coronavirus. Although it started in his home country of China, Fang at the time reported from the United States and Taiwan. Being closer to the outbreak, he says, requires him to take more precautions. You just have to take a lot of extra portion when you do your work, even though you work at home. When you have to see somebody, at home, you have to ask them to leave some stuff uh, at the door and get a few steps away. A week before Feng's self-quarantine began, the Chinese government placed a lockdown on the city of Wuhan, where the virus started. Feng interviewed people there over the phone prior to the lockdown and said they did not seem very concerned about the virus. I called a resident in Wuhan at the time. They said, uh, we were not fearful. We were not nervous. We don't even wear masks. That's just because at that time, the official media or the government uh, didn't uh, let the people be aware enough you know, of the nature of that disease at that time. It wasn't until after the lockdown that citizens realized the severity of the situation. When people in Wuhan heard about the news, thousands and thousands of residents tried to escape that city. Just before the hour of the lockdown. Once Fang felt it was safe to end his self-quarantine, he began interviewing people on the streets of Beijing. There weren't many people outside, but he was surprised by how many of them in the heavily surveilled city were comfortable going on camera. People were more willing to talk. I think one of the reasons is because they are also wearing masks. They, they don't fear uh, to be recognized uh, that easily by uh, you know, the authorities. Feng believes the Chinese government covers up the reality of COVID-19 by discouraging citizens in the media from sharing information about the outbreak. This censorship can be done in subtle ways, he says. He offered an example in an interview with global journalist Catherine Finnerty. Some of them were invited to tea. Invited to tea? It means you got some warning by the police. But it's not only journalists like Fang who are censored. Fang points to Chinese doctor and whistleblower Li Winlia among the first to sound the alarm about COVID-19 on the Chinese social media app WeChat. He was arrested and accused of spreading rumors. 
the uh, authorities were just trying to cover up the real situation of the disease. The doctor uh, found himself uh, infected, and he uh, took interviews saying that uh, a healthy society should not have just one voice. Eventually, he died from the disease. This incident had a, a very huge reaction in the society. Feng said Winlia's death moved Chinese citizens to call for freedom of speech and freedom of the press. One citizen journalist has disappeared. Feng believes the Chinese state-run media is not reporting the full story. Official media mostly just talk about more positive things, like how much effort is taken by the government and how hard the doctors and nurses are working to fight the disease. While those positive reports may be an attempt to distract the public from less happy news, Steve Barragona, one of Fang's Voice of America colleagues who also covered the SARS outbreak, says there is evidence of progress in China's handling of the new coronavirus. It's been amazing to see how much has changed since then, like the speed with which they were able to identify the virus was just astonishing. But Barragona is skeptical about whether the government is reporting all scientific research. How many cases do they really have? Um, they're still not sharing a lot of information, uh, and it's, it's not really clear whether it's because they haven't been collecting the information or if they're trying to kind of sculpt the narrative for you know, their own purposes. You don't know why you're not getting the information, you just know you're not getting it. Apart from being able to hide behind their face masks, Fang has observed people are more willing to speak out because they care more about the truth than they do about staying out of trouble. The people who get access to the media outside China, if they know the truth, they just feel it is not right to cover up or to distort the reality. Millions of people are being pushed into their own self-quarantines as COVID-19 develops and spreads across the globe. Citizens of all countries will depend on knowing the truth, and they'll get it from journalists like Feng, who are on the ground and willing to take the risk to connect to the source. In partnership with KBIA, I'm Brendan Hall with Hannah France, Catherine Finnerty, and Reagan Mertz. That's it for this edition of Global Journalist. Next time, we talk with New York Times reporter Donald McNeil about his reporting on the Zika virus and how it compares to COVID-19. Have any stories for us? Send us an email at globaljournalist at missouri.edu.